welcome to a very special episode of Bad Time Movie Club Podcast. I'm Hannah. I'm Anna. And today we're going to be talking about season four of 13 Reasons Why. Yay! <laughs> uh, Lily wisely chose not to watch it with us, <laughs> but we we watched it together over Netflix Party. We watched basically a new episode every day. Yeah. And I, I can only speak for myself. I loved it. I had an amazing time. I loved making it part of my routine to watch an episode of 13 Reasons Why with Hannah every day. With Netflix Party, we also um, used Skype audio so that we could talk <laughs> over the entire episode. <laughs> yeah, which was necessary because the season of 13 Reasons Why moved so fucking fast <laughs> that like I wouldn't have been able to type quickly enough yeah. to respond to what was happening on my screen. Exactly. So many things happened that we weren't we weren't expecting things that we were expecting. It's just every single episode had such a distinct tone that yeah. yeah. <laughs> um really all over the place. Uh so I want to say a couple of things before we start talking about the show in earnest. One, we finished it and we're going to be talking about it in full, so there's going to be a lot of spoilers obviously. Yes. Um two, 13 reasons why is like an incredibly triggering and bad show. And it portrays so many things so horribly. Uh, and if this was in this show was in any way indicative of real life, we would not be condoning it or making jokes about it. But <laughs> <laughs> thirteen reasons why is so weird and campy and inappropriate that you kind of have to laugh at it, or else it'll melt your brain. So I do want to say trigger warning for a lot of things, including discussions of sexual assault school shootings, um, AIDS, and violence against students. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. I was going to say... Basically, everything there's a trigger warning for in 13 Reasons Why will probably be yeah. in this. Everything there's a trigger warning for, period, I feel like, exists <laughs> in the show. Um, yeah, and that's something that Hannah and I talked about basically the whole time we were watching this show. I'm really sorry if you watch this in earnest. We don't know how you can do that, though. <laughs> Completely. Um... If I was a teen and I was watching this and taking it seriously, I would develop agoraphobia. <laughs> I would be so afraid for my life on a daily basis. And I think, like, I said this to you when we were watching it. I see so much 13 Reasons Why on my Instagram Explore page. Mm -hmm. And a lot of the, the way a lot of teens talk about it is the same way they talk about euphoria, which is like, this is what adults don't understand. This is like the real life that teens go through nowadays. We deal with serious shit. And, like, teens do deal with serious shit. I'm not trying to diminish that. But if your life looks like 13 Reasons Why, <laughs> I I don't know what to say to you. That's horrifying. Please change high schools. Please have a conversation with your parents. <laughs> yes. Um, I read the book 13 Reasons Why in high school. I didn't like it then um, for a, a variety of reasons. But I was... You know, I was I wasn't opposed to it being made into a TV show, and then I watched the first season and felt lukewarm about it, mm -hmm. and then didn't return to it until much later. Yeah, I also read the book in high school. Was yeah, I I didn't have strong feelings about it. Um, when I heard it was being made into a show, I was like, how? Um, did watch the first season, enjoyed it, but no more than any other show. I really liked the second season. <laughs> The second season, I if I were to rank the seasons in terms of how much I enjoyed them, 
I would honestly probably say it's a reverse scale where it was like four, three, two, one. Yeah. <laughs> but the thing is, we didn't finish season three. <laughs> we never finished season three. I ended up watching the uh, the Pretty Much It recaps. So did I. <laughs> <laughs> which I did really like. Um, it's it's part of why I got back into the show is because I, there's such a like um, a taboo on making jokes about 13 Reasons Why because it is so serious mm-hmm. and so triggering. <laughs> But it it's too serious, and it's, like, completely outlandish what happens in this show. So I think the freedom to kind of make fun of it a little is a huge relief. Yeah. It feels necessary to me. <laughs> yeah. Um, so how we're going to discuss it, we're not going to do a recap like we've been doing with our movies, because so much happened this season. Mm-hmm. We're just going to discuss it candidly. We're going to talk about what we liked and what we didn't like and kind of a sliding scale reversal. <laughs> okay. Um, and also, even though Anne and I don't take the show seriously, we genuinely do love these characters. We do, with all of our heart. <laughs> <laughs> I felt very attached to them. Yeah. <laughs> I was super sad when it ended and I realized I wasn't going to see them anymore. Stop. I didn't even think about that. <laughs> I like I know it's the series finale. This season is the series finale, but I, I didn't think about that until you just said it, really. <laughs> I know. It's it's sad for me. I'm going to miss them. Yeah. Yeah. The fact that we were so attached to these characters makes many of the things that happen in the season so much worse. <laughs> Yeah, I think that's the thing. If we were completely detached, I don't think it would be as enjoyable or as harsh. Yeah. Um, but we genuinely love the characters so much that we still feel bad for them when bad things happen yeah. to them. <laughs> um, so I- I'm just going to start with the f- number one thing that I liked about this season. <laughs> Anna already knows what it is. I'm sure. It's the fact that Alex was confirmed gay. Yeah! <laughs> Alex is our favorite character. Absolutely. A hundred percent. We both love him so much. He is, uh, and the thing is, he was the murderer last season. Yeah, he did kill Bryce. He, um, he pushed him into the the river or the lake. Yeah. Uh, completely justified murder, by the way. Yes. <laughs> Which is something that we were saying the entire season. Last season, they were trying to just, just, they're trying to, like, justify Bryce as a person. Like, be sympathetic to Bryce. We're not about that. And the thing is, yeah, Bryce and Monty are two comically evil TV rapists. Yeah. So I don't feel bad when they die. Like, if if this show existed in the realm of reality even a little, I might have felt bad. Because they do try to humanize them so badly, but they're so evil and awful that whenever they died, I was like, yes. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I personally didn't like when Bryce died last season, but only because I am deeply terrified of bone crunches and his bones got crunched so many times. (gasps) So (laughs) many bone crunches. But anyway, back to Alex. (laughs) Yeah. So Alex did kill Bryce. Like the whole question of season three was who killed Bryce? It was Alex because Bryce threatened him and his friends. And so Alex just pushed him in the river and left him to die, which was iconic. Yes. Alex is an extremely twinky young man. Uh, he had bleached tips in the first season. His number one thing is that he's like bad at sex with girls. Yeah. In season three, which was funny. Um, <laughs> and this whole time I knew he was gay, but I never thought the show was actually going to confirm him being gay. Yeah, I didn't either. It was something that we talked about a lot last season. I mean, ever since... I think we started watching the show. We wasn't the same time, but I feel like we both knew that Alex was gay, but we never thought that they would say it. 
Yeah. Uh, to be clear, we haven't said this in the podcast proper. I am gay. Um, so I loved the solidarity and Anna is my ally. <laughs> I'm not gay. <laughs> <laughs> I still love Hannah and I still love Alex. <laughs> yeah, she's, um, she's woke. So she could immediately see through the veneer of Alex's sexuality. Yeah. But not only was Alex confirmed gay, that was his basic only plot for this season. Yeah. And, and every other character in the show was freaking out about the murder they had all covered up. Mm-hmm. And, like, if they were going to get caught and what was going to happen. Alex was never worried that he was going to get caught, (laughs) except for, like, two extremely incidental moments. Yeah. And he never thought about killing Bryce again. He only thought about the dick he could be catching. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Alex's only plot points were being gay and loved by all. And you're right. Like, he did worry about it from time to time, but only from the perspective of, will this hurt my friends if I don't come forward? But that's it. Not like I killed yeah. somebody. <laughs> Only in like the final episode did did someone be like, "Do you ever feel guilty about it?" And he was like, "Oh, maybe." <laughs> he hadn't even thought about it. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So that was wonderful. Um, um, we should talk more. about I'm gonna it. switch to the thing I didn't like. Oh no. <laughs> um. I think two things are tied for what I think was the worst things of this season. And the number one thing that bothered me personally was the school shooting episode. Yes. The school shooting episode was deeply triggering, I think, for anybody watching it. I was on edge the entire time. I, I, horrible. <laughs> I don't take the show seriously at all. Um, there had previously been like a school shooting scare in season two with one of the main characters that ended up not happening Mm -hmm. but like a scene where a character brought guns to school with the intention of killing everyone and that was also triggering but that wasn't kind of like they didn't actually stage a school shooting right in this episode they staged like a very realistic school shooting scenario and even though i don't take the show seriously at all i was i was triggered by it it made me very anxious and freaked out yeah well, the, the whole thing about the school shooting episode, um, again, very much a spoiler, is that we don't know, during this whole episode, we are unsure if it's a drill or not, because none of the teachers appear to have known about it before. Obviously, none of the students know. Um, the whole scenario is very real. People are banging on the doors. They fire off blanks. <laughs> yeah, there's gunshots in the hallways. Yeah, exactly. Some some characters are alone. Jess is alone in the cage, like, she calls her family. It's really scary. <laughs> Every scene where someone was calling their parents to tell them they loved them made me really upset. Yeah. It- like, when Estella called her mom, Estella, the younger, the newly introduced character, younger sister of Monty, mm-hmm. who's already dead. Um, when Jess called her parents, I think those were the only two, but they made me really upset. Yeah. Yeah. Those things did make me very upset. <laughs> And then at the end of this episode, we do find out it's a drill, and the people who are in charge play it off as if it was a normal and very safe thing to do. Yeah, like, it's standard. They say something later that they're just following state guidelines, and no way. No. (laughs) Especially because all the students of Liberty High, and also most of the teachers, have, like, crippling PTSD. Yeah. I can't think of a scenario in which this would be a state-mandated intensive drill. Yeah, I don't understand how... I don't... 
if you have, if you are still in high school or you're recently out of high school and this has been your experience, if you've had any drill like this, please tell us. I would love to know if this is actually happening yeah, anywhere in the world. me too. Because I found it so disturbing and I kept thinking of myself as both like a student and an educator in this scenario because mm-hmm. the teachers didn't know it was a drill either. Mm-hmm. And I was like, the fact that none of the faculty quits or even makes a stand with the students was crazy to me. Right. Um... I'm going to say, yeah, and this this drill actively caused, like, mental breaks. Clay has an immediate mental Every break. Every single student <laughs> broke down. Yeah. <laughs> Alex's, like, brain injury acts up, and he, he thinks he hears his dad in the hall, and he starts, like, screaming, and they still think it's a real thing, so they're all freaking out, so... Uh, Clay has his most vivid hallucination of the season <laughs> with him imagining himself as the shooter. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Jess and Justin both like nearly have psychic breaks. Yeah. Diego tries to beat like one of their teachers with a bat. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. Every single student has like an incredibly adverse reaction to this drill. Yeah. Which is not shocking because <laughs> the school has been plagued with multiple murders and suicides. Yeah, I don't know how they thought these students would react after everything that they've been through. <laughs> Yeah, it's crazy. Um, okay. Anna, what is one positive for you? Um, one of the positive things from this season, it's also directly connected to my negative, but my positive <laughs> is that Clay goes to therapy and his therapist is Gary Sinise, who is one of my favorite yes. characters in this entire series. He was so good. This is not me making a joke. He was incredible. He was incredible. He had the kindest face the entire time, the most soft voice. It was like we were listening to ASMR. It was literally perfect casting because this show does make every living person so anxious, but every time it returned to therapy with Gary Sinise, I instantly calmed down. Yeah. Um, And... We had this thing during this whole season when we were watching it. We weren't sure if Gary Sinise was actually real because, another spoiler, Clay is having very vivid hallucinations this whole, whole season. That never gets really addressed in a proper way. Like, hallucinations to the point where he's completely lost grip with reality and he's losing significant time in his life. Right. Um, And, I don't know, Clay's constantly asking more of Gary Sinise, like, he goes to his house in the middle of the night um, and is all crazy and is like, "We, I need to talk to you right now. He does many things that if I were Gary Sinise, I'd be like, I'm in danger. But he's very calm about right. it. He's always trying to help Clay. He doesn't contact the police. He contacts his parents. I liked Gary Sinise. Yeah, I think he is like, especially in the craziness of the world that is 13 Reasons Why, he is the perfect therapist. Yeah. He doesn't he doesn't really ever do anything inappropriate. He never even lets Clay into his house. He's he's keeps a very professional relationship with him despite every situation Clay puts him through. Yeah. But he is very effective, calming, um and I loved looking at his face. I love Gary Sinise. Yeah. Um and this leads me directly to one of the things I didn't like about the season. It's I mean it's kind of has two sides because I in the sense of plot, I did kind of enjoy this, but I hated it for this character. It was all of Clay's sins this season. <laughs> <laughs> Cl- 
Clay commits more crimes this season than have been committed or attempted throughout the entire series of 13 Yes, and to be why. clear, we do mean literal crimes, like crimes against the law and crimes against my eyes. Yeah. He he goes into a police station and threatens to shoot everyone in there. <laughs> yes. He, Sorry. He grabs a gun from a police officer that's guarding his school and threatens to shoot everyone there. Yeah. He tells Justin that he wishes Justin was still a heroin addict and had never gone to therapy. Yeah, he does. He drives Zach's car off the road where it does a triple flip and then <laughs> leaves Zach for dead on the side of the road. And there are no consequences to that action specifically. He sets fire to his principal's car during a riot that he incited. He sure does. Um, um, and Worst for me, probably, was in that party episode... Um, we have to watch Clay lose his virginity, um, finish in about 10 seconds and then ask less than, yeah, less than 10 seconds and then have the audacity to ask the girl if she finished. That curdled my blood. (laughs) I was like, men really are like that. Yeah. And he genuinely was like, he genuinely thought she could have finished. He, He did. He seriously did. And that was, that made it all the worse for me. Um, it made me like retroactively like angry for Hannah. Yeah, because it's like you know that she had a relationship with Zach, but Clay always thought he was better for Hannah. Yeah, um, and deserved her more. And I was like, you think you could please a hot bitch like Hannah with, no. with that weak dick game? No, for shame. He absolutely could not. That's horrifying. Um, and also, he's just he's feeling. We've already covered that Alex feels next to no guilt at all. Clay, this entire season, is actively sympathizing for like with Bryce and with Monty and like feeling so guilty, even though he didn't even kill them and Monty went to jail for a crime that he actually committed. He's just like making up excuses for why he should feel bad about them being dead. I think the Monty thing is really interesting in a bad way. Yeah. Um, because in season three, they try to redeem Bryce. Uh, like you see through his actions that he's trying to be better, but ultimately failing because he doesn't understand what he did wrong. Yeah. Um, like, and he's doing that in life. Like he's trying, but he's failing because he's like fundamentally a bad person. Right. Exactly. With Monty, Monty was never like apologetic or sorry for the fact that he raped Tyler. Like, it seems like he didn't even really think about it that much anymore after he did it. And he doesn't seem that sorry for, like, beating the shit out of Winston, his later boyfriend. Mm -hmm. Um, He's, like, a thoroughly terrible person. And he dies in prison for a sexual assault charge that he did commit. And Clay just hallucinates him being, like, the soulful, regretful gay guy when that wasn't at all what he was like in life. No. I didn't understand the visions of Monty at all this season. Even, like... There's one scene where Winston's having this, like, dream dance with Monty, and even Monty, the hallucination, is saying, I wasn't like this in real life. Yeah, he's like, we never would have worked out because I was evil, and Winston's like, you could have given me a chance. Yeah. I'm like, Winston, this is your subconscious telling you it never would have worked <laughs> yeah, exactly. out. I'm like, you already knew. Um, and then, yeah, going off of that, with the cl- back to Clay, like... One other thing that he does that I didn't understand and I hated was that he doesn't tell anybody that he's having these hallucinations the whole time. Again, I love that he went to therapy. I love all of these 
13 Reasons Why characters should be going to therapy, and I hope that's what they do in college. But one thing he never disclosed was how often he was having these vivid, horrifying hallucinations. Yeah, and he he eventually finds out from Gary Sinise, like, through shocking evidence and not through his own, like, confession, that he has dissociative personality disorder, and that's why he's committing these crimes and not remembering. Mm-hmm. But I don't think, like, daytime hallucinations are a part of that. No, I don't think so either. I mean, I don't know for sure. I don't know for sure, but I really don't think so because he remembers seeing the hallucinations all the time. Yeah. So he's not dissociating when he sees them. Also, in the very last episode, he's like, he's seeing a hallucination, which I'm sure we will get to. And he's like, I don't see ghosts. What does he even say, Hannah? I'm not even sure. He says, I don't see ghosts. What is it? But like, what did he say he was seeing? He's like, I just imagine myself having conversations with people that I wish I could have had or something. So I don't know if he even thinks that they're hallucinations. I don't. He thinks they're ghosts. Like, he literally thinks they're ghosts. He's just said something to somebody. <laughs> Please. Uh. Um, yeah, so he's he believes himself to be seeing ghosts, which I actually thought was a hilarious comedic progression from him seeing Hannah's uh, air quotes, ghost right in season two and then i don't think he really sees like ghosts or hallucinates that much in season three because uh hannah isn't back in season three so he never really sees her and then in season four it's like clay literally can't take a breath without seeing a ghost yeah (laughs) he's like he's like the ghost whisperer and that's the thing maybe it's like a problem on part of the writers i mean everything is a problem on part of the yeah no shit Anna (laughs) that's not what I meant but like it's not very clear whether these like in the the season where he's seeing Hannah as a ghost it's pretty clear that she's a ghost because what she does really has no bearing on Clay's actions or I don't know how he perceives the world I believe but in this season it sure does his hallucinations basically lead him to every choice he makes yeah um and I, I should get to a positive. We've been in the yes, negatives too long. Clay, Clay sins the seasons. We're out of control. I'm sorry. It, it was crazy. We also forgot that he dissociated and menaced all of his friends on a campsite with a knife. <laughs> <laughs> he, he did that. He did that. Um, something I liked about the season, even though I think it's kind of a bad thing, is, like, its pacing is so crazy that basically each episode is, like, a different genre of TV. Exactly. Something super exciting and crazy happens every single episode. Yes. Something... Yeah, and some of the... A lot of the episodes really did put us on edge for... Not as much as the school shooting episode, but after Which that... Which was, like, episode... It was right in the middle. Yeah. It was episode five. It was like a perfect crescendo. Yeah, exactly. After that, we were always waiting for something bad to happen. And something bad usually did happen. So by the time we were watching like this prom episode, which was mostly happy, the whole episode- We were so on it. We were so stressed out. We were like, what's going to happen? When is the other shoe going to drop? Uh, yeah, there was something really big and crazy every single episode. It really never lets you breathe. But like past the school shooting episode, I kind of realized that like- the crazy things that happened in the last episode do not affect the next episode at all. Absolutely. That was something I noticed while we were watching it, too. It seemed like they 
never grew after like what happened. I felt like the school shooting one at least that was something that I would be going back to repeatedly. I mean, I thought it was going to affect something because after the school shooting, Clay is institutionalized. Exactly. So I was like, this is going to affect the plot. But he immediately escapes the mental hospital (laughs) and just goes back to school. (laughs) Yeah. And nothing happens. I don't know. I would have been like organizing Um, petitions and things like that. Uh, Somebody's got to be held responsible. I thought they were going to go more that route, but they... They just moved on. They start a riot they do, two episodes later. They do start a riot, but arguably for different reasons. Yeah, I'm, because of, like, police brutality in the school. Yeah. Um, and I think I think my favorite example of that was in episode three, the Valentine's Day dance, where Clay enters the gymnasium holding a knife and covered in blood. Oh I totally, I swear to God, had I totally forgot there was another dance <laughs> and that that happened until you mentioned it. Um, I think that was the most jarring one because he walks in and we see a security camera recording him and all of the students are like deeply afraid and he and everyone's like, Clay, what happened? And he honestly goes like, I don't know because he's dissociating. And Ani, his girlfriend from season three, has the most muted reaction ever because she's like, you're right. I can't fix you. And she leaves. And I'm like, are you guys kidding? He just could have committed a murder. Yeah. I think compared to all the things that have happened to these kids, they looked at that and they were like, "Mm, normal. (laughs) (laughs) They were all just waiting for Clay to snap. Exactly. Oh, my God. I just feel like, again, I didn't remember that up until this point. That was very jarring and scary. But I do think that the school shooting episode, now that I'm thinking about it, wiped everything from my mind. Because it's hard for me to remember what happened in the first half of the this, of this season. Yeah. The school shooting really wiped me clean. Yeah. Um, I think a negative, and this is this is a little more serious, but I, I don't have the, I guess, the proper talking tools to examine it in length. But I think the police presence at the school and the whole commentary on, like, police brutality and student profiling and, like, the race dynamics of the white officers versus, like, the students of color Mm -hmm. was so poorly done and inappropriate that it kind of blew my mind. Yeah, it really wasn't something that they, like, it became... It was very much like a plot device for one of the episodes, the episodes where they have a riot immediately immediately after, um, like, there's excessive police force used on Diego, who's a Dominican student. Um, yeah, and it's two students getting in a fight, Justin, who's white, and one of the main cast, and Diego, who's a new character in Dominican. And they both get into, like, an equally violent fight, but the police only menaces Diego in, like, a horrifying way where he pulls a gun on him. Yeah, that was deeply scary. And then there's one scene towards the beginning where um, one officer, like, says something to Tony that he, like, mispronounces his last name and, like, asks him where he's going. And it seems racially motivated, but then later they become friends. Like, the tone was off. Well, it was so crazy because Tony's name is Tony Padilla. Yeah. And the officer calls him Tony Padilla. And Tony corrects him, like, multiple times. But later, Tony goes to work for this guy as, like, part of his wrestling ring. Yeah. And in the final episode, we find out that this guy has been, like, part of a... It was very ambiguous. He was part of, like, a sting for the high school. And he's like, I knew your name wasn't pronounced Padilla. How stupid do you think I am? And I was like, why did... But I don't understand why he had to be racist to Tony in the first place. Yeah, it didn't really make a lot of sense. And then, like, the... 
uh, again, the incident with Diego is really used just to incite the riot, and they don't really talk about it beyond that, besides Jess or Ani. I don't know, in one of the interviews post the riot, I think it's Jess says that oh, we should talk about, like, how students of color are being unequally target- targeted by, like, the police in the school. And but they it. don't, though. Yeah, and they, <laughs> then they don't talk about it at all after that. <laughs> and it's crazy because um, I, I feel like it sucks for Jess, who's probably my favorite character after Alex. Mm-hmm. Um, because she says in her graduation speech in the final episode that um, the lo- the school sees her as, like, a one-issue president, which is that, like, <laughs> the female students shouldn't get raped, which I think is an issue I'd want to be focused on. Right. Um, but she's really not. She brings up all of these things about, like, the inequalities for students of color, like, the wealth disparities, uh, police brutality in the school. Like, she brings up all of these things, and then they get dismissed, and she just gets shoehorned into, like, aggressive feminist again. Yeah. Yeah, they're not fair to Jess. <laughs> Okay. Should I say positive now? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, one of my positives from this season of 13 Reasons Why is that <laughs> Tyler is doing okay. That made me happy. Um, Tyler, as we know, was um, the, the person who mentioned school shooter. <laughs> he almost was a school shooter. Um, I mean, is he a school shooter? He did bring guns to school with the intention of killing everybody, and then they helped him. <laughs> and then they helped him cover it up. So, I mean, <laughs> he, uh, yeah. But in this season, he's doing all right. He's having a good time. Pretty much, gener- like. Honestly, the friends are causing more trauma for Tyler than, like, Tyler's getting into trouble by himself. Anything like that. Um, Yeah. Yeah, I actually really like the character of Tyler, which I think is one of the most confusing and upsetting character (laughs) dynamics of 13 Reasons Why. Yeah. Because he's, like, in the first season, he's, like, the pervert on Hannah's list. Like, he took inappropriate pictures of her, which sucks. And then... In the second season, he's trying to get justice for Hannah. He feels really bad um, in a way that seemed genuine to me. And then he is horrifically raped by Monty in the season finale. Right. And that is his inciting incident to bring guns to school and kill everybody. Yeah. (laughs) But... And he, he is in, he's in full awareness of what he's doing. Like, he has a full bag of guns. He comes to school and he points a gun in Clay's face. Yep. It's crazy. Another very triggering scene. Yeah. <laughs> reasons why. Um, but Clay is able to talk him out of it. Mm-hmm. And then Clay and Tony help Tyler get out and dispose of all his guns and cover it up. Right. And then in season three, you and me's favorite season three thing, they put a 24-hour watch on Tyler. Yes, and I can never understand why they didn't do that for uh, Clay in this season, who was obviously losing his mind, or for Justin, who is a recovering addict. Like, they should have had eyes on either of them, but instead they, they were... had Clay and Justin in a buddy system the whole time, particularly because they live together. Exactly. Instead, they were all still, like, worried about Tyler, which arguably responsible but um tyler was tyler was fine this season he was making friends he made arguably more friends than anybody else in this season yeah everyone really gravitated toward tyler immediately like he had almost as much magnetism as alex yeah but that's impossible 
Um, even though they were really cute together, I don't really love the decision to pair him off with Monty's sister, though. Yes. Um, the, okay, so it's, Estella was also a plus for me this season. I, I loved her. She's very sweet. Um, she's very conflicted about her relationship with Monty. He was her brother, um, but she knows what he did was wrong um obviously yeah um which <laughs> is a like, very basic way yeah i feel like was a very realistic way to play her um I mean, which i do which made it all the more confusing when they had like certain characters just like supportive of monty the whole time who weren't even related to him yeah crazily it seems like estella the sister and tyler are the only two characters who remember that monty was a rapist mm-hmm and arguably are the two most conflicted characters about Monty. <laughs> yeah. Because even Tyler, um, I don't think, like, I'm surprised by the way Tyler talked about Monty this season. Like, most but cases thought, he avoided talking was, about him. Hmm? I think it was in line for Tyler's character, though. Yeah. Like, the way other characters are talking about Monty was insane. Like, yeah. Clay crying because Monty never got to live his life as a fully realized gay man is crazy. <laughs> But Tyler talking to Winston about Monty and being like, I spent a lot of my time being angry and hating him, but that emotion is bad for me and I have to let it go. And now I just feel kind of sorry for him. I was like, okay, that actually tracks. Yeah. Yeah, it does. Um, So honestly, you know what? They were the most, the two most conflicted characters about Monty, but probably also the two most realistic and like understandable characters in their in relation to their feelings about Monty um I agree though strange that they ended up as a couple I don't know I don't think I would be able to get over that if I were Tyler yeah I'm glad they were like friendly I thought their relationship was sweet but I did think dating was kind of weird yeah especially like the fact that they didn't really get into it considering Tyler's dating history in the past I don't know right um, yeah, it just seems like they got together, no problems, no qualms. Yeah. And he has that weird line with Alex at graduation where he's like, we can carpool back to Liberty together to see our booze. And I was like, <laughs> the relationship has progressed that far? Yeah. Um, okay, I guess I'll move on to a negative. Um, All right. Probably the next biggest na- negative for me and maybe for Hannah. Um is something that didn't happen until literally the last episode of the season. <laughs> yeah. Is that... I don't mean to laugh. This is so horrible. This is so horrible. I mean, any laughter is because we were just... We kind of knew this was coming, but we <laughs> weren't surprised by the velocity with which it happened and cannot understand how they did this. Why? Um, okay, so in the last episode, within the fr- first 30 minutes of the episode, Justin is both diagnosed with AIDS and dies of AIDS. The way that they presented, talked about, portrayed, and just like generally walked up to and dealt with the topic of AIDS was so jarring and inappropriate that it blew my mind. Yeah, it was horrifying. I mean, I mean, coupled with this... um, negative this negative response of um justin dying and like getting aids all in the last episode was also like the fact that nobody was checking in with justin the few episodes beforehand because like i would say about relapsed and people knew yeah he had relapsed and about three episodes before we find this out about him he has visible 
like lesions on his neck and like starting on his face. He takes off his shirt in one scene. He has one on his back, one on his stomach. I and nobody. And here's the thing. Yeah, Thirteen Reasons Why it moves so quickly that. Anna and I had been spoiled that Justin was going to get AIDS. Like, we knew it was going to be him. Yeah. And we were watching an episode where he was in bright lighting for one scene, and he had, like, kind of a scar on his neck. Mm -hmm. And we didn't even think anything of it. We were like, where did that scar come from? Yeah. And then later, he took his shirt off, and he had more scars. And we were like, oh, fuck. (laughs) Yeah. We were like, maybe they're lesions. But the thing is, I think unless we had known it was AIDS... I don't think either of us would have thought anything of it. I think we would have just been like, oh, we probably forgot something where he, like, got in a fight. Yeah, that's true. But also, for the 13 Reasons Why characters within the universe, if they had known that he didn't have that scar on his neck, because it was a pretty large mark. It's big. And it's visible through all of his shirts. Especially Jess, who's had sex with him and was in, like, a romantic relationship with him for a long time. She had multiple scenes with him before that last episode where the scar was very visible and she doesn't comment on it at all. Not like, where'd and you get Clay, that? Clay who lives with him. Clay who lives with him, literally. None of them say, hmm, that's that that looks pretty big. Like, where did you get that? Did Only I just not know? Justin is visibly dying, are they like, hey, are you okay? Literally. Um, Justin in the prom episode. So back to the prom episode where I said we were on edge because everything was going right. They were living their normal team lives, teen lives for once. Um, in the very last uh, like minute of the prom episode, Justin collapses. And that's... And the end we, of the episode. That's the end of the episode. We move straight into the next episode. And we watched the next episode the next day, and it was like an hour and a half. And we were like, oh, okay. I'm like, this is actually a lot of time. This is like movie length time to deal with Justin's aides. Yeah. So... I was like, at least he gets some time because I was like, how are they going to deal with this in like just one episode? I was wrong. Justin is diagnosed in the first minute and he is dead by the 20th minute of the episode. (laughs) Yeah. And yeah, that was something we had been discussing because we knew he was going to get AIDS. Hannah thought he was going to die. I did not think he was going to (laughs) die. So, um, but like, as we were approaching the end, we we kept saying like, how is he going to get AIDS? Like, what, what's going to, how are they going to deal with this at all? Um... They didn't. <laughs> the answer is that they just didn't. Um, and also, I what I think kind of sucks, um, not only because I forgot about it, but just the way they talked about it, Justin was a recovering heroin addict. Um, he had relapsed recently, but other than that, he'd been doing pretty good. And I, I just figured the AIDS was going to come from his heroin usage. Right. But then he was there, and I completely forgot, in season three, he had been working as, like, a male prostitute to pay for heroin. Mm-hmm. And the nurse was like, it could have come from his sex work. Yeah. And, and Clay I, was like, what? <laughs> yeah, which I, I think it was weird that she said in front of Clay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but it's it was just so weird and inappropriate and clinical, the way they talked about it. Um, and I, I felt like... If they wanted Justin to die, like, if they wanted to kill the character, there were many tragic, fitting ways that they could have killed Justin. Literally just put him into even closer proximity with Clay. He probably would have died at any point. He could have died in so many ways. And I didn't want Justin to die. We actually both cried when Justin died. Yeah, we were very upset. Um, It was was very... Brandon Flynn, great actor. He made me weep. Um, But... 
for me, it was just like, why AIDS? Like, why does it have to be AIDS if you're not going to portray it responsibly or with care to, like, people who have had it, who suffer from it, who have died from it? It's just like a last minute tearjerker for the character of Justin. And I'm like, if you want to kill Justin, fine. It doesn't have to be AIDS. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I... Like, (laughs) we... (laughs) We were spoiled for this plot line because I saw something on Instagram about somebody saying that he had, a, like, a botched AIDS plot line. And I was like, hmm, makes sense for 13 Reasons Why. Because there were so we were many so ways nervous, they could have dealt because... with it. Yeah, he could have gotten, he could have been diagnosed earlier on in the season if people were only paying attention to Justin, which they weren't. He, the nurse says he had it, like, the whole time, that it, it had been latent for months, which yeah. is crazy. And that he had just opted out of being tested. Yeah. Um, but also, when Anna first found out that a character got AIDS, um, I was very nervous because I thought it was going to be Alex, who had just come out as gay and started having gay relationships. Yeah, I that also might have been... I don't know if that would have... I think that would have been worse. I think it would have been worse. I think it's really bad either way. Yeah. But doing it to Alex, like, the second he starts his life as a gay man would have been, like, not only horrific to anyone who's ever contracted AIDS, but also just viciously homophobic. Yeah. I don't know. Well, I thought, like, maybe he that he would be diagnosed and, like, they'd make more of a plot out of him learning how to live with that. Um, because many people do have AIDS and live with it and it obviously affects their lives in a great way but i don't know I it's feel not like... an instant death sentence yeah anymore. exactly yeah. i don't know but you wouldn't know that by watching 13 <laughs> reasons why 13 reasons not. why makes it look like if you get aids you will be dead within the week mm-hmm. no no exceptions mm-hmm. yeah yeah that was tied for me with worst thing about the season with school shooting yes <laughs> oh no what is another positive? Because I'm blanking on another one right now. I'm so mad about Justin having AIDS. I have two small positives that I want to share. Um, okay. I have a few small positives, but I'll share <laughs> two right now. Um, one of my small positives was, <laughs> and this is going to sound mean, but both Hannah and I are not fans of Ani. Yeah. And Ani really wasn't that present in this season, especially um, in the second half. Yeah, I've. I found Ani a very annoying character yeah. in season three. Um, and before, I, I, I want to make it clear, Ani's a very bad person. Like, worse <laughs> than some of the other characters. Yes. Um, and she takes up so much screen time. She was obviously intended to be the replacement Hannah. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think the writers forgot that Hannah was also an aggravating bad person. Like, yeah. we didn't need another one. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's many things, I guess... Yeah, my positive is that there was a lack of Ani, but Ani still managed to do many bad things this season. Um, Number one being dating Clay, I think. Or number two being dating Clay. And number one being um, expecting Jess to forgive her for sleeping with Bryce. Knowing that Bryce had raped Jess. Exactly. So unforgivable. (laughs) So awful. Yeah, and she's acting like Jess should have forgiven her by now or whatever. I'm like, Jess should (laughs) never forgive you for that. I wouldn't. The fact that Jess is still nice to you is a boon you do not deserve. Yeah. Um, but two good things that Ani did do were, were uh, break up with Clay. Yes. <laughs> early on in the season. Um, and say, like, one of the lines I think that encapsulated Hannah and I's um, view on 13 Reasons Why, which is like, she said something about, I came here 
and I met these people and they were messy and they were broken and I loved them immediately and I was like yeah me like literally me and Anna we were like okay Anna you got us there (laughs) we also love the characters of 13 reasons why immediately exactly I mean Ani honestly after that made me think about she she made me think about those TikTok POVs where people are like oh you're transported into your favorite TV show I was like I guess that's what would happen (laughs) that's what her character is like yeah, and they had obviously reduced her role this season. Like, I think they wrote her out as best they could due to negative fan reaction. Yeah. And I, I don't want to say anything about, like, the actress because her performance is great. Um, And I'm sure there were, you know, racist reasons that the fan response towards her was negative. So I don't right. want to diminish that. But the character is awful. They They wrote this character very poorly. Yeah, so I was glad she wasn't in it as much. (laughs) I mean, and when she was in it, I think in the latter half, it was better than... It was definitely... Her her part in the season was definitely better than season three. Season three, I could not stand her. Um, Yeah, and then the other... I I would say, like, half positive, half negative thing um, is another character... It's Winston. <laughs> Winston! I think I loved him so much of the season after I thought I was going to hate him. Yes, I, we thought we were going to hate him because he would spend the whole time, like, justifying Monty and, like, trying to get justice for Monty. And he kind and he of... still kind of did. ...does. I think he's more so trying to figure out, like, what the hell happened. Because <laughs> he knows that, that he didn't kill Bryce um, because he was with Monty that night. Um, <laughs> one thing I... <laughs> I, there are many things that I loved about Winston. Um, number one being all of his coats. His coats were his amazing. His pea coats, incredible. Every incredible. single one matched his hair and his eyes. Exactly. They were all so different. Yes. And after... Um, okay, so the first time Alex kisses a boy, it is Zach. Um, also a wonderful scene. <laughs> but the second Every time... Every single gay scene Alex has lit up my life. Yes. They the... were all so good. Best writing on the show ever. Exactly. And the second time in his first gay relationship is with Winston, who, yeah, we, we're supposed to think is, like, using him, but Winston genuinely loved Alex. <laughs> that is so funny, is, like... Winston asks, like, asks out Alex to go hang out with him, and they go on this, like, romantic peer date, and he tries to hold Alex's hand, and Alex is like, I'm not gay. And then <laughs> the next day, Alex invites him to go bowling, and they make out heavily at the bowling alley. <laughs> Alex magnetism. <laughs> and they only date for, like, three days. Exactly. Like, um, But... Alex breaks up with Winston once he finds out that Winston is Monty's ex, and Alex becomes suspicious that Monty's just using him, or Winston's just using him to get closer and find out more information, and so he breaks up with him, and later Winston, like, tearfully tells Zach that he's in love with Alex. Yeah. Which is so funny, because I 100% believe that he is. I... If anyone tells me they're in love with Alex, I will 100% believe it. I think everybody in 13 Reasons Why is a little in love with Alex. That was, like, one thing during the school shooting episode. Everyone was like, I wish I was with Alex right now. And and the people (laughs) who were with Alex were like, I'm so glad I'm with Alex right now. (laughs) They're like, this is awful, but at least I'm with Alex. (laughs) Yeah. It was so funny because it wasn't like all the characters who were separated from Alex weren't like... I want to be with Alex so I can make sure he's okay. It was like, I want to be with Alex so we can die together. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. Uh, what was I going to say? Oh my God, I can't remember what I was about to say. So <laughs> it was Winston, 
um, the character of Adi being gone. Did you have a third thing? No, I don't. I just. <laughs> well, I have a positive that will turn into a negative, so we can switch to that. Um. Oh, uh, my. Po- yeah, it was a. It was a positive negative about Winston, and it just brief that I just wish he was in it more, and there would have been more of a love triangle between um him and Alex and Charlie. I, I think would have loved that. Too. I would have deserved uh. it. I mean, I love triangles. As bad as they are, like, my favorite trope. <laughs> I love watching them, too. I wish there had been a love triangle between the three of them. Yeah, and everybody loved Alex so much that I, I just feel like it was well-deserved. But I don't think that Charlie is a person, like, who would, I don't know, encourage a lot of conflict. So I don't know if it would have worked out. <laughs> but I think that would be the best part. In my ideal 13 Reasons Why triangle, it's like, Charlie's just like, whatever you want, Alex, I want you to be happy, as Winston is savagely fighting for Alex's love. <laughs> they were really opposites, though, Winston and Charlie, and I thought that Alex was so Alex doesn't funny. have a type, yeah. which is amazing. <laughs> His type is just men. <laughs> um, oh, for my first positive related to gay Alex again, my favorite scene in <laughs> the first half of the season was when Alex is starting to have gay feelings and he goes to Tony, his gay friend, (laughs) and they're like working out together and he goes to Tony and he's like, hey, you're gay, right? And Tony's like, yeah. And he's like, how did you know that you were a homosexual? And Tony is like, oh, well, you know, I've always felt it. And Alex is like, please specifically describe to me the experience of realizing you're gay. And he asks a lot of like very, how do you know you're gay questions and Tony doesn't question it at all. Yeah. Tony's just... I, I, I question Tony's motives this entire season. He never paid attention where it mattered this season. <laughs> but that was one of my In favorite conversations. To Tony, he's been paying so much attention for the last three seasons, he deserves a break. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. <laughs> but he's like, yes, this is a normal thing for Alex to be asking me. <laughs> he was just kind of checked out. Yeah. I mean... I guess going off of that, like, I didn't, I mentioned that, um, like, in the same episode right after this, Alex kisses Zach, and I also really appreciated Zach's reaction to it. Yeah, because not only is Zach, like, immediately, like, well, Zach takes a moment to, like, kind of relish it, which I thought was funny. <laughs> it, like, he he spends, like, a good 30 seconds thinking about it. And then he's like, bro, I'm sorry, but I- I'm straight. And Alex is like, oh. And he immediately tries to commit suicide again. Because they are walking on the side of a building. On the when roof. both of them have horrific leg injuries. Yeah. Horrifying. But- but Zach is like, no, we're going to keep hanging out. Like, I love you and respect you, bro. You're, like, the most important guy in my life, platonically. Yeah. Like, he responds very appropriately. And then later, when Alex talks to Zach about the kiss, like, in the last episode, he's like, that kiss went horribly. And Zach's like, I actually thought it was a really nice kiss. And- <laughs> yeah. <I was laughs> and, like- Alex- and Alex is like, oh, really? Yeah. And Charlie's like, what? <laughs> I love I love Alex and Zach as friends, as potential lovers, whatever. Um, I also love the one scene, this one scene where Winston and, and Zach, Winston and Zach, first of all, we didn't cover this, but during the school shooting are high on gummies. <gasps> terrible, terrible choice. I cannot imagine. They deliberately got high because they knew a school shooting situation was happening. And that made me more stressed than anything else. Yeah. 
Because I just like, if that were me, if that were me and Hannah, first of all, Hannah would be so stressed out for me and I would be so stressed out. The problem is, if it was us, I know because of the way weed affects my brain is I would forget there was a school shooting. (laughs) (laughs) And also, I would be way more stressed about you than the situation at large because you're such a paranoid high. Yeah, I don't, but I wouldn't be doing it during the day anyway because I am that paranoid. But the reason I bring it up is because when Winston's talking about how he's actually in love with Alex, um, <laughs> Zach's like, yeah, I understand how how you could get there, whatever. And Winston's like, wait, are you in love with Alex? <laughs> Zach takes like a good five seconds to Zach think about it. Zach once again really has to think about it. <laughs> uh, and I love that too. He's like, no, question mark. <laughs> He's, well, I think his exact response is like, no, I don't think so. <laughs> it's like, oh, Zach. Yeah. Um, something I really liked, which is going to switch into something I didn't like. Um, something I really liked about this season was Winston and Diego working together to try to figure out who killed Bryce to get revenge from Auntie. Mm-hmm. And every single episode, they thought with 100% conviction that it was someone who 100% didn't do it. Yeah. And every <laughs> single time they approached that person, like, we're absolutely sure it was you. We have all of the evidence. Get ready. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they really just, like, moved from person to person, like, in every... Especially in the, the like, latter half of the season. They, like, every episode they had a new person, they were like, it was you. But really all they had to do was just press Clay a little bit more. <laughs> Yeah, Clay would have spilled all. Yeah. Clay absolutely would have sold out Alex. Yeah, horrible. <laughs> I would never um, sell out Alex. I would I would take the bullet for Alex. I would say it was me pushing <laughs> <laughs> Alex. Oh my god. Um, but what I didn't like about this season, I guess I kind of have mixed feelings about it. The character of Diego I actually kind of liked. Mm-hmm. Um, but his his actions were so repetitive and weird um, because I didn't understand how how much he loved Monty. I just didn't understand why their relationship was like that and why he was so loyal to Monty. Right. Yeah, I didn't um, understand that either. Um, again, like I said, there were people in this season, Diego included, who were pushing harder for Monty, like about how great of a person he was and all that than his own sister and yeah, his-, his sister is like he was kind of a bad person but i still loved him yeah i just like if i found out my friend like was a convicted rapist i don't think i w- even if i was like well i had my moments with this friend like privately i would not be out there like monty was the best he was wrongfully Justice accused for monty. <laughs> you know which again you said it at the beginning is so confusing because they want it's so convoluted. They want justice for Monty because they want to find out who actually killed Bryce so they can, like, clear the conviction for Monty's record. They're like, he was framed. And it's like, yes, he was framed for Bryce's murder, but you guys... And it's the way Clay hallucinates him, too. Monty's like, if you hadn't framed me for Bryce's murder, I could be, like, a soulful beatnik poet right now. <laughs> and it's like, the fact that they only framed Monty for Bryce's murder after Monty was already dead. Yeah. Like, Monty, as you said, went to jail for a crime he did commit, Tyler's rape, and then was killed by another inmate. The Liberty High teens had nothing to do with that. Right. 
Yeah. I, unless you count, like, the cops getting called on Monty, which... Yeah. You know, I'm not going to pin on those kids. Yeah, because he did rape Tyler, and that's what he got brought in for. Like, it didn't... It just, it just never made sense. Every time that Clay was having this sympathetic hallucination of Monty, it just... It didn't, it didn't work. <laughs> it didn't work. And also, I... This was something that you and I both complained about. It's very confusing to know which characters in the show have what knowledge of the situation. Right. Because there's so many of them. I just always assumed that Clay knew everything we knew as the viewer, but that just wasn't the case. Um, but I was like, just, does the football team not know or not believe that Monty was Tyler's rapist? Because they yeah. never bring it up. Yeah, I don't know. I don't, they I, never address it. <laughs> they don't at all. I, I Honestly, the fact that Mon- Monty was a rapist was barely acknowledged this season. Only in conversations, really, between Tyler and Estella. Yeah. Um, Clay doesn't even really address it, even yeah. though Tyler is, like, his friend. Yeah. Um, I think Diego's character, his, his relationship with Jess sucked, but it kind of made sense for who Jess is as a person. Right. Like, I didn't 100% understand it, but in the plot, like, I felt like... It made sense and it worked, and I'm not saying that it. I'm sa- I'm questioning Jess for making that choice, but like, right. but I don't think it shouldn't have happened necessarily. And she is the kind of person who does like revenge fuck people, so I'm like, okay, yeah, it does make sense. Um, but I didn't like the insinuation that they would get together at the end, because yeah. he did treat her very badly and also accused her of murder. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't understand that. And also, her boyfriend had just died. Literally, they were both at the they were both at the hospital getting tested for AIDS from her dead boyfriend. Yeah, insane. Literally insane. Um, should I say a positive or a negative? A positive. A positive. Okay, a positive. <laughs> Let me see what positives I. I was wondering if you had any left. Possibly have. Um. Hmm. Well, I have one more small positive, I think, um, and that was the lack of truly graphic scenes. The school shooter shooting episode was really hard to watch from uh, I'm stressed out and I don't know if this is real and it's very scary point of view, but every other season, I think, had a very either just like graphic for violence reasons or graphic for just like it be well no violent it's just like hard to watch reasons like um tyler getting raped in the second season hannah's suicide hannah's season suicide one. hannah's rape season one season three brett brett bryce's bones getting broken <laughs> by, <laughs> by by zach which i could not watch um i mean the closest like violent scenes we have in in this season are um uh clay like hallucinating shooting himself i don't know and um, 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 and all of his hallucinations of the dying Monty, which were kind of real because the dummies at their school bled. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I guess that too. Yeah. But that wasn't even that graphic because with Monty, like when he was imagining the real Monty, you didn't see any of like the wounds. Right. You'd only see the wounds on the dummy. Right. And then also like less graphic, but also I don't I don't like injuries, so or especially like bone related ones, but like seeing Tony in his fights, some of them got like close yeah. to bone crunches and I was like, no 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 no. Um but there really wasn't a, there wasn't that scene. Um 
There were no graphic sexual assault scenes, which I was grateful for. Yeah. And there were no graphic suicide scenes. Yeah. Or abortions. Those were always the two that got me the worst. The abortion one in the last <gasps> in the last season. I forgot about that one. That one was also like, oh. Anna and I watched that together at like 1.30 a.m. <laughs> and we it took it out of us. And then we were immediately like, we should go to bed. We, I'm, I don't know about you, but I just laid there. <laughs> it haunted me for days. I was like, hey, I want to see this. I guess that's kind of like a negative, the lack of Chloe. I like Chloe. She was in the season, but not a lot. Not enough. Mm-hmm. Um, um, I'd like to get into one of my negatives. I guess it's not as big as any of the other ones. We covered the main ones for me, but something that I just, I feel like they never really got into was like, what the hell was going on with Zach? Zach? Yeah. Yeah, Zach was spiraling this entire season. He was drinking at school, taking tons of drugs. He brought a prostitute to prom. He uh, let Clay drunk drive and flip his car. He got into another accident, probably broke a limb, then just came back. But no, they didn't really cover why he was failing. Like... Because he said something weird to Chloe where he's like, my life is so fucked up and I can't talk about it. And maybe I'm naive, but I thought there was something going on that was like deeper than the murder and the framing of Monty that they did. Because he was in such a weird place for someone who really didn't have that much to do with either. Right. I mean, like, I could I could even understand him being guilty, feeling guilty about, like, breaking Bryce's bones and then, like, therefore, like, Alex pushing him in the whatever caused. But like, he was already guilty last season. <laughs> exactly. And, like, but he never really discussed it. He never discussed really feeling guilty specifically about that, except like with Winston. And it didn't even sound like he felt that bad about it, you know? Yeah, he kept alluding to like a deeper sense of guilt and sadness, but he never really explained why. Yeah. And then after Justin died, it seemed like he just got over it. Exactly. I didn't, I mean, like, I don't know if it had to do with the fact that his mom died because at the end, but like that happened a while ago. And I think that was covered in season two, right? Um, yeah. Because he kept... At the, Hannah he was still alive when his mom died. Exactly. He didn't want to go into the hospital because his mom had died there. And then eventually he did. I, I, just, I don't know if it was Bryce. I don't know if it was his mom. I don't know if it was something else. I just felt like they should have spent more time with him. Yeah, he was all over the place. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really like Zach as a character. It was sad for me to see him that way. Yeah, I like Zach too. Um um, I loved that we got to see a lot of him and Alex this season. Arguably not enough. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, Alex was too busy gaining other boyfriends. Yeah. Alex had a fleet of boyfriends by the end. Yes, he did. He ended up with Charlie. We didn't talk about that. Um, who I like. Charlie was a positive. Um, I actually liked most of the characters they introduced this season. Yeah. Um, one, th- one thing, like... I like that there was a decent amount of Zach Alex friendship, but I don't think there was enough of Jess and Alex friendship. <laughs> yeah, they only hung out once. Um, and I think something, this comes back to what I didn't like. I think this was the season where characters checked in on each other the least. Right. They all were on very isolated journeys. And the reason I like 13 Reasons Why so much is like the character interactions. Yeah. Because I like all the characters a lot. But Clay is so isolated the whole time that he literally goes insane. Yeah. Um, Jess most spends most of her time doing damage control with Diego. Mm-hmm. And then being sad when Justin dies, which made me extra sad. Yeah. Um... They're kind of, yeah, they all kind of have their own separate journey with side characters instead of, like, a unified journey together. Yeah. 
which the, you know for the final season i, I kind of bummed me out yeah me too i think they should have brought it back together um i mean arguably the only person who's checking in with somebody else consistently is tony checking in with with tyler and in getting, a bad way yeah getting it all wrong <laughs> Uh, I liked Tony's journey this season. I'm glad he ended up going to college. Mm-hmm. Um, but we kept saying, I ke- and obviously because it's a Netflix teen show, all of these teens look like fully formed adults. Right. But Tony's grappling with going to college instead of running the garage that he works in, and he would have to leave his boyfriend, Caleb. And Tony is an adult man in real life, but in the show, he's 17, and I could not for the life of me figure out how old Caleb was supposed to be. Yeah, because when, like, Caleb first appeared back on the show, I said something like, oh my gosh, I love Caleb, thank God he's here, because he's so reasonable. He's so sweet, I also love Caleb. Um, But then, like, just, we were seeing him and Tony living together, and he was just doing a bunch of very adult things. Like, Um, whenever we saw him, he was, like, doing taxes or something. (laughs) Yeah, so, like, in the same scene, Hannah and I were like, how old is Caleb, though? <laughs> yeah. I mm. never found out. Um, and I'm glad Tony's journey ended with him, like, not having to fight for a while. Or, or like, fight legitimately, I guess. And, like, pursuing his own dreams. Because Tony did so much for other people. I'm glad he gets to have his own thing. Right. Exactly. Um, a positive. I actually really liked the final episode outside of Justin's death. And I liked that they buried Hannah's tapes. Yes, I thought that was great. Um, I love that they brought uh, certain people back. They brought a lot. I was of so excited back. to see Courtney. You know, I was <laughs> Courtney and Ryan Schaefer. Yes, for Shaver is it Shaver or Schaefer? Shaver, I think. Oh. Ryan Shaver. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was the the funniest thing because like Hannah and I were, <laughs> were watching it and they're burying the tapes and they're all standing looking at the town. The town, by the way, which name? Which is the name is Evergreen. um which we kept forgetting and we're looking at this group of people staring out at evergreen and we realize that the majority of them are gay yes (laughs) (laughs) it made me realize in that moment how many characters in 13 reasons why are gay or bi there's so many most of them yeah i think like the only straight characters there were clay and was anybody else straight because jess is Um... bi right Jess, I'm pretty sure, is bi, and so is Ani, I think. Uh, that was one thing I wasn't sure about. Like, they should have stopped. I mean, they kept, like, doing this weird baby thing with Jess and Ani, I felt like. Yeah, I agree, because there are a lot of, and I don't want to diminish it, because there's a lot of interracial gay relationships in 13 Reasons Why. There's um, Alex and Charlie, who, you know, have a whole journey together. But there, and there's a single lesbian, Courtney, who is, like, vilified by the entire narrative. <laughs> Courtney! And and she's, like, an Asian lesbian in an awesome pink power suit at the end. And she's done well for herself, so I was happy to see her. But, like, the other female same-sex relationships are never confirmed. They're just kind of, like, baity and wink-wink. Yeah. And it, it, it feels weird to me. I don't like that part. Yeah, no, but I agree. I really liked the last episode. It was uh, the scenes with... um. Justin, at at the beginning, I don't like that he died right away, but, like, the scene, especially with him and Clay and with him and Jess, um, when he's, like, on his deathbed, were, they were both really moving. 
extremely moving yeah i was crying (laughs) um and um i liked the graduation scene i don't know how clay got it together to make a speech that i didn't clay never really got any kind of appropriate mental health um my favorite part of that well there's two that tie is him escaping the mental hospital and then immediately being cleared to go back to school even (laughs) though he was arrested for using violent force against other students right and also him being diagnosed with dissociative personality disorder that makes him commit crimes Mm -hmm. and then also immediately going back to school and not receiving any follow-up for that right no follow-up whatsoever yeah i i i don't understand what they were trying to say with clay because his alter ego that commits crimes is like (laughs) still at large <laughs> exactly <laughs> like, never like, addressed yeah they the, with with gary sinise uh, he finds out he, he he realizes that he has this like dissociative identity disorder and that like he's committing crimes but then after that like after he acknowledges it nothing seems to happen with it but they're also not treating it so i don't know but also he's and the thing is i was about to say he stopped committing crimes after that that's not even true he went to the police station and threatened to kill everyone there that's true but that wasn't he wasn't dissociating. He just was like, I'm going to do it. Yeah, I don't... Yeah. Um, yeah, no, but, uh, like, other than that, I thought the episode was good. <laughs> I also liked, after a whole season of Alex not worrying about whether he's going to get caught for the murder he committed, a police officer tells his dad, who's another cop on the force, who knows that Alex committed the murder but is covering for him, the yeah. other cop, Officer Diaz, tells Alex's dad, he's like, you know, family is the most important thing in the world. We all really care about you here at the station. So don't worry about the Bryce Walker case. It's permanently closed. <laughs> it's like, the thing is, Alex goes through this season. Everyone's freaking out, especially Clay. And he just, like, saves the day by being lovable. Everyone knows he's the murderer, but just like you know what but they all like him so much that he gets away with it like literally they're like alex can have little a murder as a treat yeah exactly like officer diaz is like you know what alex is a good kid so this is fine (laughs) (laughs) um and we didn't i don't think we covered this but alex literally admits to mont to not to monty to um winston he's like i'm the one who did it he, like, steps outside of the cafe for two seconds to meet... He's in the cafe when he says it. Because he, he goes to meet Winston, and Winston's all excited because oh, yeah. he thinks it's a date. That's so funny. I forgot. Yeah, he steps into the cafe. Winston thinks it's a date. He just, like, walks up. I think Winston's, like, ordered him a coffee because there's a second coffee there. And he's, <laughs> he's, like, he just sits down, and he's, like, it was me. I did it. Do with that whatever you want. And he leaves. <laughs> shows up later when alex is in the same cafe alex steps out for two seconds he's like i'm not gonna tell anybody here's the tape he's like he's like i'm not gonna tell anybody here's the tape i love you so much (laughs) (laughs) goodbye which honestly was probably the only one of the only realistic things about this season is that alex was just so goddamn lovable alex I want to make it clear, Alex never tried to get out of this situation. No. Like, Alex never did anything to, like, get rid of evidence or make people less suspicious. He was just on his own gay journey, and everyone just let him get away with the murder because they love him. Yeah. Um, I loved that. Um, so, yeah, this that last episode I did really like. The other episode that I really liked was the prom episode because... Prom episode was fun. Other than the last minute, because it was like... 
the one breather that we had and they were all really everyone seemed like they were having fun i loved it um when they were doing their um their like promposals especially when charlie was promposaling to uh alex he kept doing like crazy romantic things and alex would just walk by like hmm oh <laughs> gross <laughs> Um, and yeah. also, also one the of my episode was fun and they all looked really good. Yeah. And one of my other favorite uh, moments from the prom episode is um, after Alex and Charlie get voted prom kings. Wait, uh... I do want to say before you say this, because it's going to lead into a longer discussion. Um, Jess is the one who reads out who is the prom king and queen. And she's like the prom king and queen, king and queen or king and king. Or queen and queen, because it's two guy, two gay guys. I'm like, Jess, you can't say that. Yeah, no, she couldn't. She wasn't supposed to say that. Jess, too soon. Too soon. <laughs> Did not like it. Um, yes. So after this happens, and they have their dance and whatever, it's very sweet. Um, they're hanging out. And um, this guy that we haven't talked about this whole time, Dean Foundry, who's like the, who's dean, the of, dean of security. Yeah, or like stu- in student discipline or like something like that. And we, he's like presented as a villain, kind of. He, he is a villain. He terrorizes his kids <laughs> nonstop. Yeah. I think he thinks he's doing a good thing. He's not. Um, so he's walking over, and as we're watching this, Hannah's like, he's going to say something homophobic. Boo. <laughs> but I genuinely thought he was being homophobic, because the way he presents it is he comes up to Alex and Charlie, who are just, like, having a nice gay time, and he's like, two prom kings. That would have never happened in my day. And Alex is like, oh, thank you, sir. And the principal lean, or the dean leans in and he's like, never would have happened in my day. <laughs> and that red is homophobic to me. Yeah, Hannah, Hannah and I were like, hmm. And Hannah specifically was like, that's homophobic. <laughs> <laughs> and then. And then, uh, like, so he, he, like, introduces somebody to them. He was there, right? Yeah. Yes, he introduces his, his husband to them. <laughs> his husband. <laughs> <laughs> and I need you to understand the comedic timing of this. The words "he's being homophobic" are still hanging in the air as he's like, "I want you to meet my husband." <laughs> and we it had made to me pause. look like such an asshole. We laughed for a full minute. <laughs> <laughs> but I think this is both. A, this isn't a positive or a negative. It's just something I think is funny. Um, Thirteen reasons why. In one of my favorite, extremely specific tropes to this show is its gay characters are either, like, pure, awesome beacons of light, like, beautiful, intelligent gay men, or they're, like, evil Satan spawn. <laughs> no, yeah, 13 Reasons Why is, like, we have to leave every season with a gay villain. And they, the, their gay villains include, like, Courtney, Monty, Winston, kind of, uh, this dean and I I was kind of pleased this season because oh Ryan in season one yeah. also all of the gay characters in season one were gay were evil yeah they, they were presented as kind of evil but they really weren't at all yeah um they were just normal people and Hannah I believe Hannah Baker was homophobic <laughs> maybe Hannah was the real evil one all along <laughs> um but there had been so many gay characters introduced in this season specifically that I was like, their gay villain count is like seriously thrown off because it has to be like an equal amount of like gay heroes and gay villains. Mm-hmm. And then at the literal last second, they introduced the fact that the dean of student discipline was gay. <laughs> and I was like, the balance, like this, 
the scale of balances is even once again. Yeah. <laughs> it, oh god. I'm I'm still laughing about that. They were like, we have to get in our gay villain. <laughs> Let's go. Yeah, they're like, we almost made it out. They're like, what are they're like looking at their checklist at the end, they're like, what are we forgetting? Because <laughs> this was literally the second to last episode, the very end of the episode. Another an you saying their checklist, it made me laugh because 13 Reasons Why in another classic showrunner moment, it seems to forget that Alex was the murderer because yeah. Clay is so guilty about the murder the whole time that he, I think he genuinely thinks he did it. Yeah, I think he does too. And they never really address that. I would have loved to see Clay and Alex having a like frank conversation about it or something. <laughs> yeah, I don't think they ever really talked this season, which I would say unfortunate, but I think was for the best for Alex. Right, exactly. I mean, I think Clay's probably... Does he ever say that he likes Clay? Clay is probably another person that Alex doesn't love, um, which is probably why it goes very poorly for Clay. Another person who... Alex's love and care is, like, integral to the show. If you're not in the umbrella of Alex's love, bad things happen. Bad things happen, because he says that he does not love Justin, and Justin immediately dies. (laughs) He doesn't even say it in a mean way. He just says to Zach, he's like... Justin's my friend, but I don't love him. And I know you you love Justin, so you should go to the hospital. And the second Alex said he didn't love Justin, I knew Justin's days were numbered. <laughs> <laughs> Only Alex can save you now. <laughs> oh, my God. All right, I'm going to do one more positive and one more negative. You are also welcome to have one more of each. I literally have to search my list in my mind. I think I might have said most of mine, but go ahead. Okay, my negative was that Bryce and Monty's ghosts were in so much of this season. Mm. That was one of my negatives, too. I didn't bring it up because we talked about it a little bit, but yes. Why? Yeah, I hated seeing them so much. I thought we would be free of especially Monty because I know they'll never get rid of the Bryce actor because he's so good. Yes. But I thought we wouldn't have to be put through Monty. Right, exactly. Like, I hated the fact that Bryce and Monty were in it so much because I don't think that they're sympathetic characters and that was the way most of the season seemed to play them in Clay's hallucinations. Um, But I do love seeing the Bryce Walker actor. We both agree that he's phenomenal. Um, I just, we kept saying that we wanted to see Hannah. We know her contract. That was my positive, was that we saw (laughs) Hannah at the very end. But it was old footage. <laughs> it was old footage, but all I wanted was to see her once more. I felt like Clay in that moment. I was like, I just want to see Hannah one more time. I know. But also, I feel like it's not enough to make up for the amount of time that we didn't see her. And instead, we saw Monty specifically. Yeah, I also thought it sucked that Winston and Monty, like you said, had like this dream dance. And then Monty's <laughs> ghost leaves forever. And I, like I said, I don't think Hannah was an awesome person. But at the end of season two, her ghost gets to leave in, like, this beautiful doorway of shimmering light. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, Hannah deserves to rest. She's been through a lot. Right. And then Monty gets the same exit where he walks out the door, like, for his ghost to achieve peace. And I'm like, Monty doesn't get Hannah's afterlife. Right. Yeah, I didn't... Monty is in hell. I didn't enjoy that at all. I didn't think it was necessary. I think that Winston kind of... I don't think he needed to... I think he needed to come to terms with the fact that Monty was a bad person on his own without having without having this glorified vision of Monty who told him that he was a bad person. <laughs> yeah, it was so bizarre. Um, yeah, the tone was weird for that scene as well. 
Yeah, the whole thing with Winston, because Winston says to Zach in that scene where they're high together is that Alex is the only man he ever truly loved, which I think is true. Mm -hmm. And then six episodes later, he has this dream dance with Monty, which Monty is not the real Monty. It's obviously Winston's subconscious. And it's him being like, I never would have let you into my life. Um, We never would have had a relationship like this. You only love a version of me that you like you imagined in your head which is accurate yeah but then the next time winston sees alex he's like i wanted justice for monty because i loved him like i really loved him and i was like but you just said and your own brain is telling you that alex is the only one you really loved yeah i didn't get that i picked up on that too and i didn't understand it i felt like it was disrespectful towards alex yeah (laughs) also just like the the amount of hallucinations i know i said before like it wasn't clear whether they were hallucinations or ghosts or whatever. I mean, like, I feel like for Clay, they were definitely hallucinations. But um, Winston sees Monty's, like, dream ghost. And Jess is also having quite a few hallucinations, mostly of Bryce. Vivid, horrific hallucinations of Bryce. Yeah. and In she- the camping episode, she sees him with, like, live cockroaches coming out of his mouth. It's crazy. Yeah, it was gross. I thought it was only going to be a problem in the first half of the season because she, like, stopped seeing him. But then in the very last episode, she and Clay, like, share a hallucination of him. That was crazy. <laughs> I actually kind of liked it because she was saying to him, she's like, you don't get to haunt me anymore. Like, I'm moving on with my life. And yeah. I was like... I, I, cause you know, Jess has always been haunted by Bryce for good reason. Yeah, exactly. But I was, I was happy for her to have a scene where it's like, your time's over. Like I'm moving on. And I was totally okay with that scene until she, like he was leaving and she turned around and Clay indicated (laughs) that he also saw Bryce. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know why that After that, it was not okay. (laughs) It's like, wait. (laughs) Oh my god. Yeah. No, I don't think I have any other... I definitely don't have written down any other positive or positives or negatives. I feel like I could talk about this season forever, though. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know? Um, we loved it. We really did. We had a great time watching it together. We did. We... we yeah, I, I definitely did. I, I loved it. It was probably my favorite season, I think. It was mine, too, for sure. Yeah. Um... um and and the thing is, I, I don't want to sound like an asshole when I say this, but, like, if you open your mind to watching 13 Reasons Why in, like, a jokey, ironic way and not seriously, then you can have a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, this show, in reality, is very fucked up. I don't think teens should be, like, taking content in like this that indicates that this is what, like, their real life is like. Something they keep saying in the show is, like, no one survives high school. Like, high school is an incredibly <laughs> fucked up, like, lawless place. Yes! Oh my gosh, I guess that could have been one of my my negatives. That Clay said that basically every episode, and he opened every episode by saying something extremely cynical about life or high school. And I'm like, not every experience or life, like, high school life is like this. Yeah, they, um... High school should not be like that. Again, if your high school's like that, if your high school's anything like Liberty, the best thing for Liberty would be that they shut it down. Yeah, it's I, it's a godless place. It's like a hell mouth. It's a godless place. Five people have died, attempted suicides, suicides, 
sexual assault. Uh, More than you can count attempted yeah. suicides and assault and, like, self-harm. It's crazy. Yeah, and, like, attempted school shootings, you know. Um, and all, all of this content is, is very serious, and I don't want it to make it sound like we don't take it seriously in our real lives, but it's the way it's portrayed in 13 Reasons Why is so outlandish and comical that if you have the stability of, like, mind and soul to watch it as kind of, like, a crazy camp, uh... <laughs> like showcase then i do recommend it like if you can watch it with a friend and make fun of it without hurting yourself then i really recommend yeah, it yeah then it that is a good time i like it's the best way to defend yourself against 13 reasons why <laughs> yeah if you can if you can make a joke out of it then it can never hurt you <laughs> oh my goodness um, but yeah, I think I think I've said everything I've needed to say. I could talk for like an hour longer about how much I love Alex, but I don't think that'll do the podcast any good. Really, honestly, Hannah and I both said, um, like at the end of the series, Jess and Alex are both going to Berkeley. We would love to see a Jess and Alex spinoff show. Yes. <laughs> if any of you are in contact with the 13 Reasons Why showrunners... We yeah. want the Jess Alex Berkeley spinoff. Because honestly, out of all the characters, I think I want to say goodbye to the two of them the least. I wish I want to keep seeing them. I wish they would get their own spinoff of like college adventures. Yeah. <laughs> it would be so fun. They change it. It's like completely sitcom-y. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that would make me so happy. Oh my Jess God. And, Jess and Alex comical adventures. Yeah. Uh, and I would also want to commend all of the actors on 13 Reasons Why. You're all very good. Sorry your show's so bad. Yes. Yeah, I do. I do love them. Um, I love your characters and I love you. I think they're all really good actors. I can't think of one person on the show where I'm like, they're not a good actor, honestly. Yeah, I think some of them are better than others, mm-hmm. but they're all pretty good. Yeah, yeah. They're all believable, which makes me... Even though the situations aren't believable, they're all believable that's as why, actors. I think that's why it's so fun to watch, is all of these actors take their show so seriously. Right. That, like, you kind of have to take the character seriously, even if the situation they're in is nuts. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, it's yeah. Kinda like, it's kind of like a, a mirror opposite of Riverdale, which is a show we also love. Yes. Where, like, it's teenagers in, like, these crazy, impossible situations. But, like, the actors, I believe... Uh, and the showrunners on Riverdale know it's kind of like a campy, non-serious joke, and they play it like that. Yeah. Even though it's, like, equally crazy as 13 Reasons Why. Yeah. 13 Reasons Why takes itself so seriously. Yeah, that, I was gonna say, that's, like, the difference between... I think, like, the actors on both shows take it seriously. I don't think the Riverdale people take the show seriously. The 13 Reasons Why people do. I think the, yeah, the writers on Riverdale as well, this is basically what you just said, but <laughs> they, they know it's a dumpster fire and it doesn't pretend to be anything other than a dumpster fire. That's why it's so popular. <laughs> and that's also why 13 Reasons Why is so popular. Unfortunately, the creators of 13 Reasons Why think it's so popular because like they think they're creating like this meaningful reflection of today's teenage society instead yeah. of like a sensationalist satire basically yeah and again if that's if you are a teen watching the show if you are anyone watching the show and that's how you seriously feel about the show Contact i would recommend talking to somebody yeah uh final note i would just say um if i worked at liberty high which would be my nightmare 
Um, I would just like, I would check in with every student every day. Like, do you have a therapist and prove it to me? (laughs) I I would resign from Liberty High immediately following me. If I couldn't leave, like if I was in hell, but I could still pick my job. Uh, that would be my job. I would be the dean of therapy, and I would <laughs> make sure every kid was going. Yeah, somebody should be bringing therapy dogs into that school. <laughs> All right, I think that's it for us. If you like Thirteen Reasons Why, if you hate it, if you agree or disagree with any of our takes, let us know. You can contact us at Bad Time Club on Twitter, and I would love to hear other bad or good takes on 13 reasons why because we're kind of in in an echo dome it's obvious because not even lily wanted to do this with us (laughs) i would really love to hear other people's takes on 13 reasons why Um, yeah hit us up yeah especially this season (laughs) all right well i'm hannah i'm anna and this was our 13 reasons why season four special go tigers Woo!